Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. We are in the middle of a wonderful series, and it's called Marketing Caffeine for Hollywood, and the great Dr. Melody Jackson has uh, just graciously volunteered to come on for four episodes and give you her marketing and branding advice. She is an expert. Um, you you already know this because uh, you, you heard her interview a couple of months ago with me, but then also last week we began the Marketing Caffeine series, and uh, Dr. Jackson, or we call her Melody on the show, uh, she is an expert. She's been doing this for over 20 years. Uh, she is an expert at this, uh, at marketing and branding and, and the, and the uh, points of networking that some of us are just scared to death to deal with in our own careers. We're going to continue the series. Don't forget to go backwards, check out Pitching Your Script and Pitching Yourself. That's our episode number one. Today, we're going to do episode number two, which is networking and follow-up. I've got Melody on the line. How you doing, Melody? Doing great. Looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, boy. I tell you what, last week was riveting. I, I kept interrupting you with questions because I wanted more information for myself. And you <laughs> right. you were just so informative. And But we did get all the information out to our audience uh, just in, in regards to, to pitching uh, ourselves and now with regard to networking and follow up on our pitches and our in our in our uh, you know the meetings that we have with the industry professionals let me start by asking you when when we are networking you know what is our 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 our, our goal here and and uh, how should we approach it okay so it's a great question because I think that this is an area, this whole networking and follow-up thing is another thing that I just find actors and writers, just just like I talked about last week, there's resistance. And I think there's even more confusion, confusion around this right. than there is around pitching. It's like they hate the idea of networking. Like they know they should. <laughs> And they might even be okay actually just talking to people, but mm -hmm. as soon as you think of it as networking and follow up, yes, yeah. they like freeze. You know, it's like I hate it. Yeah. So the one of the sort of misunderstandings about network is that if you go to, let's say you go to a networking event, okay. And by the way, I know you had Sandra Lord on your show. Oh yes, uh, a few months ago. She is a a master mm -hmm. at uh, holding these networking events. So yes. I would encourage people to go sign up for uh, Let's Do Lunch. I think it's at the HollywoodNetworkingBreakfast.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you can go there and, and for free and meet people. And, you know, that's just to put that out there real quick. I'm glad but you did. I, w I, I had forgotten to, that this all ties in together. And Sandra Lord was an exactly. excellent interview. And, you know, I will actually even put her link on this podcast as well. Great. And the reason I wanted to say that first mm -hmm. is because of what you're really trying to do when you're networking. A lot of people think, oh, I'll go to this event. I'm going to network, I'm going to meet some people, get some cards, and then go home, put them in my Rolodex. It's like, okay, yeah. now what do I do? Yeah, right. I got these cards and what? Well, when you are networking, you're 
your goal or your job is not to try to get a job when you're networking. Okay. Your goal is to build relationships. Okay. So when you go to some kind of event, it's to meet people and to begin to engage with them. And I'm and specifically the let's do lunch thing that, that Sandra hosts that I think is so great yeah. is that you can go there once a month. You can skip a month, you can go the next month, <laughs> and over the course of a year or two years, you're meeting some people over and over yeah. and some new people, and she is great at having you meet in different rooms and, and mixing up who it is that you're meeting that particular time. Because, Melody, I want to I wanna jump in here, too, because I, I, I was in the business for 30 years before I moved out of Hollywood, and I... Uh, the world of Hollywood or just the industry itself, it doesn't even have to be in the city of Hollywood. Um, it's so small. You're just going to run yes. into the same people again and again. Uh, I tell people, don't burn your bridges. Make those relationships, right. you know, yeah. make the and 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 just and and, and work it. Just work it. Right. I Have you noticed that the how small this industry is? Oh, yeah. It's and, and I would say, especially if you're really engaged. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm not as engaged as I used to be in terms of going out to all the events and, and that type of thing, but I already know tens of thousands of people. Maybe, yeah, it would be tens of thousands of people that I've met sure. and through through my business over the years. And the but the more you're engaged, the more you go out to do these events then of course the more people you're going to meet and you're going to come across people and right. uh, the same people at other events at right. different events right the thing that i see though that holds people back is when they're not really that engaged mm. oh, cool. it's like i i don't like networking so they don't go to events or they sign up for a couple of events but they hate it so much that it's not you know, that it's not comfortable. They mm -hmm. don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so part of it is standing in a corner, holding a martini. That's not, that's not networking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You're, you're not really networking there. And so I think just, you know, to keep in mind that you don't have to go try to make a new best friend mm -hmm. and you're not, if you meet someone, let's say you meet a producer, you're not immediately trying to sell your screenplay. You're connecting with them. Right. You might say, hey, can uh, I got a screenplay that I think might be right for you. Or mm. maybe you don't even yeah, yeah. Uh, pitch it at that event. You start you the just... relationship from the beginning instead of skipping yeah. to the end within the first 30 seconds. Yeah. That's right. So, so the first step then is to shift your mindset that mm -hmm. you're not just trying to meet this casting director to get a job, mm -hmm. you begin the relationship. And you know, uh, you know, it's, I know it's a catch 22 to ask this or this, this theory of mine is a catch 22, but you know, you, you really do a lot of networking when you've got the job. So as actors, you know, we, we are on the stage with other actors, uh, you know, and producers, or we're on a, a film set, and we're networking while we're there as well. You don't have to even think of it as going to events, although that's a very wise thing to do, guys. But don't you have to think about the networking aspect of it all the time, 24 hours a day, even on set or on the stage? That is the best thing to do. Yeah. You know, if you can 
absolutely. The people that you meet, the more you can just come up with a system to keep track of them and, uh, you know, connect with it. And really, as you go along, if you can get to know them, what they're up to. See, that's why it's good to ask questions mm -hmm. and to get to know them a little bit, see what right. kind of projects they're working on in a very casual way. Right. And also you might find that you have certain interests in common. Right. Um, I was, I was at church this past Sunday and I was in a, you know, like a special class thing that they're holding mm -hmm. and we were divided into these small tables and right there at my table was someone when she, when she introduced herself and there were five, five or six of us at this table, she was an agent. Mm. And I thought, Oh, how many actors would love to be in my spot <laughs> right now? You know, we mm. meet at church and yeah. you know, and it just happens to yeah. be. So it's like these events, mm -hmm. then all different kinds right. of events you might meet people. But right. if then when I go there, then by, I'm going to continue to get to know her. Right. And so again, imagine if I were an actor, then at some point it, I might, I might send my picture in well, or sure. it actually, um, it made me think of another thing that I wanted to cover here. And that is once you have a relationship, Oh, actually, I think you, you had asked me a question about well, this when we were, I know what I know what you're alluding to, and 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 this has to do with you know once the networking happens, and you're and you've made your contacts, okay. At what point? Uh -huh. At what point? You know, I mean, I hate to use this word, but you know, when when do you think the timing is right to to use your contact? You know, because I I made lots of contacts with celebrities early in my career, and I just always felt uncomfortable about yes. about approaching them or about you know, trying to, to take advantage of the contact to, to say, listen, you know, we, we, we've worked together before, or we met before. Would you mind being in my movie? Or would you, you know, would you mind uh, giving my, I'll tell you right now, one of my, one of my dearest friends, and I've worked with him for years is Robert Pine, who was on Chips, and he's in film and television. And his son, right. his son is Chris Pine. And it's really interesting, because it's so hard for me not to go, hey, Bob, give Chris, you know, my number so that I can interview him for the show. I've always had trouble asking or you, you know, taking advantage of, of, of those, of those, I, I want to say opportunities, but using my contacts. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were talking a little bit about the difference between approach and use. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, one of the reasons I hesitate to say use is because I think some people are comfortable saying that and they know what they, they know that they mean approach. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes people get it in their mind. Well, I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm using them, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, right. Using. Yeah. Yeah. Using so, in the worst, in the worst form of the right, word. And, right. Exactly. You know, so I, and then also I just say approach the contact because that's really what we're looking to do. True. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like having that sort of entree to a conversation. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it, it has been that situation where I have many clients who they'll know this celebrity mm -hmm. or that celebrity, or sometimes it's their own family member, you know, yeah. and <laughs> they want to know, you yeah. know, what do you do? Well, one of the, the key things to do is to ask for feedback. Okay. So for example, 
you know, and I would have to know the specifics of a given situation. But let's just say with Robert Pine, are you in uh, contact with him? Very close, very close contact. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I would just, I mean, if you could say, you know, if you can, I'm I'm always, I like to hedge my bets a little bit. (laughs) And a big tip is to always give someone a way out. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just like, uh, you know, so let's say with Robert, you might say, you know, um, I was watching, you know, Chris in a show the other night, and I know this is kind of a, uh, an off subject, but sometime I was wondering if uh, if you think he might like to do the an show. Episode. Yeah. 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 Well, and you so, know, and I, I have, I think, uh, I've had conversations with Bob about this, but I, I did have a lot of trepidation, uh, yeah, before. And and you're right. It's about the approach, right? That's what you're telling me here. It's, it's yeah. like you said, to give him a way out. You know, yeah, and you know, and instead of saying, "Hey, do you think you could ask Chris if he would like this?" Mm-hmm. It would be getting his opinion. What do you think? Do you, do you think he might be willing to do something like this? I think he'd have so much to, you know, value to add. I know, yeah. he, and here's the way out. Mm-hmm. I know he's really busy, so he may not have time. Yeah, but, right, right. And and, uh, and and take the risk of, of the response being, you're right, he is very busy, you know. So you have given yes. them a way out, yeah. Well, I will tell you this, you know, you, you I, you know, know you professionally, and I have several other people I know professionally, and I recently started, you know, my my program for, for getting my, my PhD, and I reached right, out to which you. which is so exciting. Well, and here, you you know, you, you have that, so I knew to, uh, you know, I'll go to, I'll go to Melody, you know, and see if she'll do a letter of recommendation. I had to do this with several of my contacts. And what's interesting is, is this all is something I'm looking back on thinking, well, how did I approach you about doing a letter of recommendation, which you very graciously did, and I appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, this this isn't doesn't necessarily just apply to screenwriters and actors. This applies to life. Like, you know, furthering your education like I'm right. doing, you know, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in L.A., let's say, versus New York. Okay. In L.A., I, I you know, I hate to say it this way, but, okay. you know, people out here, I think, as a whole, mm-hmm. so have a little bit more fragile egos. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, so they get offended a little bit more easily. Hmm. So you, and they... They're not as direct with a no. Oh, no. New Yorkers are really good at saying like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like they're, you know, that's what all of my clients tell me. And, of course, in my own experience as well. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, they'll just be direct. But out here, that's not how it works. No. And so you really, you know, and it, it makes me think of another very important tip that kind of ties into all this. That's why it's important not to... Uh, put people on the spot and to give them a way out. You just kind of ask a question in an easy way and kind of, it's all, you're intentional in your mind, but Mm -hmm. the way you phrase the question is kind of easy and casual. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. And yeah. And I think that's one of the most critical skills. Well, it takes, it's the actor in us that should be able to do that. You know, uh, but then again, you know, we... Yeah, and, and how... Say a little bit more about that. 
uh, what as as actors why we should be yeah. able to well you know and and you know it i i have actor friends and i have totally non-actor friends uh you know friends who don't know the first thing about performing uh-huh. and it's very interesting to me how my non-actor friends are better at communicating than my actor friends. And right. I, I sometimes want to say to my my actor friends, you know, treat it like you're you're playing a role when you're trying to communicate with other yes. people. You know? If, if, if you know, it just seems to me, especially with the networking thing and and with and with approaching your contacts, uh, it seems to me you've got to decide, okay, I'm uh, this is my role. Now, I know our screenwriters are out there going, but I'm a um, okay, play play the role of one of the characters in your screenplay. You know, uh, you have to live that out as you're as you're writing. I I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming, uh, but I think that that uh, that you should use those skills uh, for. Well, for I think as for actors, what I tell them it goes back to the branding. Right. Okay. Right. And so if you know where you're coming from, but the other thing, which is pretty much like you said, when you said adopt a role. Okay. Right. But the role that I tell them when, let's say, and I love doing these practice interviews because <laughs> I just see actors just blossom in them. No. So I'll be, so let's say I'm in my office, I'm sitting on one side over here in this chair and there's a chair on that side and I have them go to the door and I say, okay, come on in. And I, they never know <laughs> what kind of agent I'm going to be that day. Yeah. And so we do the practice, but I have them do at one time without me telling them this, but then the second time I have them do it, mm-hmm. I tell them, I want you to come in like you know that I love you, like you're J-Lo or you're Brad Pitt uh-huh. or you, some star that you love. And I want you to have that kind of presence and mm-hmm. attitude. And it's not an attitude against the agent, but it's an attitude of, confidence and presence yes it's a confidence and it's like allowing yourself to be seen because stars are stars because they allow themselves to be seen okay because they make the choice it's 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 deliberate i'm deliberately letting you you see me right and i always think that j-lo is such a great example of it because for one she's just drop dead gorgeous oh yeah and when she's on the red carpet she knows that everyone wants to just soak her up (laughs) you know and so you go into that room and it's not it's not an arrogance right it's allowing yourself to be seen right and to be absorbed and there's humility it's it's a it's a isn't it a, a very difficult uh balancing act is having confidence with humility and i i think some of the biggest stars who are beloved because uh, there are a lot of big stars that are not necessarily beloved because they're just such jerks in real life. But yeah. they're still big stars. They're money makers for some reason. But I think that there's something about like the J-Lo's and, and the Brad Pitt's and where they mix this confidence with humility. And wh- what do you think about that? I, I think it's very true. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I, it is a confidence. It, for sure, it's a confidence. But sometimes that can be put on by someone who's trying to have it. Like if you're trying to have confidence, it can come across 
as you're you're not actually owning it. Right. So even though we could call it that, I like to think of it as you walk into the room owning who you are. Right. So you have the confidence about who you are, not like confidence by comparison, Mm -hmm. not an attitude of, you're lucky to get me, Mr. (laughs) Agent. You know, sometimes actors are Mm -hmm. told, you know, Mm -hmm. just know that they want you and you out as much. No, it's not a good place to come from because it really doesn't Mm -mm. get you in the right space. But if you can know who you are, know what it is that you want to have come across, and then you take a deep breath and you just own it and allow yourself to be seen and be pleasant. Uh, you know, uh, I think, yes. I think that, that yes. yes, because confidence can come off as arrogance, but being, uh, thinking, having that in your internal monologue, okay, be pleasant, be pleasant. Uh, that, that can prevent the arrogant side of confidence from coming out. Yes. The way that I say it, I call it shoot the breeze. Yeah. You gotta be able to shoot the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. And have that small talk, Mm -hmm. okay? Because the small talk is not about the small talk. Mm -hmm. They want to see who you are as a person, how you come across, how comfortable you are. There was um, many years ago I was acting, and and I had done a mailing for myself like I do for other actors, (laughs) which is how I came up with the idea in the first place. But I mailed out for commercial agents. And I got a call from William Morris. Oh, my goodness. And and I was just so excited. And I, I go in and I tend to be, and especially then, but it still comes up sometimes now, I tend to get in my head. Mm, yeah. Okay. And so I go in there and I'm trying to be <laughs> the way I think I should be. Okay. 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 I go in and there are two agents interviewing me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there uh, somewhat like a deer in the headlights, but con- just concerned, yeah. but trying to be pleasant. I really wasn't open, but but they're over at their desks and they ask me some questions and I answer. And then they're engaging with each other mm. and they're joking. And I don't recall if I knew this at the time or if I figured out later, but in that moment, if I could have just engaged and shown my personality, mm. that's really what it was. It wasn't they were trying to be rude. It's like they went to, yeah. it's like if you can kind of fit in and be comfortable yeah, and, and engage. And so I like to think of it as when you're going into a meeting, and by the way, acting is not my thing, and I learned so much from it or whatever, <laughs> but, you know, it's just not my thing, which is why right. I don't do it. After seven years, I said, you know what, I'm totally done. Yes, but you got to know the part of the industry that you knew you would do well and help others who who say. Absolutely. So see, we need you. We need you in the industry uh, just as much as the industry needs us as actors and writers. And I just, I, I really love doing what I do because I can see yeah. mm-hmm. when it's like I know what that's like to be in there and not be able to feel like you can open up. Okay. Well, I finally figured out how to do it now. Okay, then I have to ask you something, okay? And we we didn't, this isn't on the highlights, but I want to say, because you're talking about being pleasant but confident, yet at the same time engaging, okay, a lot of people have a William Morris opportunity, like you did. 
and their nerves will overtake them because they see the risk involved. They know if they blow it, that's it. William Morris is done. I got to move on to something much less than William Morris. And they want it so bad that their nerves overtake them. Kind of what you're saying might have happened to you since you were having trouble engaging. My question for you is, how do we put it in perspective? I, I, I've taught in the universities for years, acting and auditioning. And I, I always like to say to, the, to my students, hey, guys, know the risk. There's going to be another audition. There's going to be another interview. But what are, what's your opinion about how to put things in perspective, especially when it's like a William Morris interview, something that big? Right. Well, I think I really think there's something to be said for preparation. Okay. And, and knowing yourself. Yeah. Okay. So one, well, again, it's also a reason I do practice interviews and you can do practice interviews with anyone. Right. Okay. You can write questions on an index card. You shuffle them up, then pull one up and give yourself one minute to answer. (laughs) Okay. You know, you can have someone else ask you questions. Right. Okay. So I think it's, for one, to practice, but for two, have answers to your questions. Now, some people are, they're just better off the cuff. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of those people talk too much. Okay. Mm, there's a note, guys. Okay. There's a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because some people shut down, mm-hmm. other people just talk way yeah. too much when they get nervous. Yep. So you've got to know yourself and then you've got to work with that to prepare ahead of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and as an actor, just like when you learn your lines, yep. you've got to make it authentic. You've got to be coming from a place with subtext and you've mm-hmm. got to, you know, so your preparation, right. again, it's not to have just a fixed answer because you got to be engaging and go with the flow to a, right. a, a certain, well, you just got to go with the flow, <laughs> but right. let's say, on the question about tell me about yourself, which is everyone's greatest fear. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I say? Well, if they say that, what are you going to answer? Mm-hmm. You got to work that out ahead of time. Right. So you can have a game plan. And it doesn't even matter that it's exactly what you say when you go in there. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what is it that I, you know, what are the highlights of what mm-hmm. I want to say? Right. Uh, the the button points, the, uh, the buttons. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, and we only have a couple more minutes, but what is? Yeah, there's one other thing I do want to. Okay, because I was. Let me add one one more ahead. quick thing. Do it on that because I I meant to put it in there. Okay, and that is with the questions. Mm-hmm. A very important thing. Whatever the question you fear most, make sure you have your answer beforehand. Ooh. You think it through. Like, what if someone says, "How old are you?" They're oh. not supposed to ask, but I guarantee you they do. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. And so, whatever the questions you fear most. Make sure you have an answer ahead of time that you're totally, completely comfortable with, and it probably won't even come up if you don't, if you have your answer. Right. Oh, right, right. You, you kind of, if, if you wish it, it won't happen. Um, well, tell me then, you've done the interview or you've made the contact through networking. How, what is the most critical skill for doing a follow-up like by email or phone call, perhaps, if you exchange numbers. How do we do that? We've only got about a minute and a half. Okay. (laughs) So 
the most important thing is to actually do some kind of follow-up. Okay. Okay. And definitely do it by email. Almost no one wants to be followed up by phone anymore, unless they specifically told you to call them. Right. Okay. But almost always by email, but the most critical aspect of it that I think people should just keep in mind is to have the right tone. When you are emailing, you want to have this kind of intentional, but casual kind of tone in it. Mm -hmm. If you do that, and you can get the right tone. Like you never, mm-hmm. uh, you never put people on the spot. You give them a way out, even in your emails. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You must remember, and I'm sure nobody in your audience needs to hear this, but remember <laughs> these people do not owe you anything. Mm, okay. Do Great not point. have any kind of attitude. Mm. I have unfortunately had clients make that mistake. And I'm like, Oh my Lord, why did you send an email like that? But, you, you, at the same time that you've got to have that right tone, you can't be afraid to follow up. If you follow up with this sort of casual mm-hmm. kind of shoot in the breeze kind of tone, then it's like, hey, I wasn't sure. I just wanted to see if you got my email the other day. And uh, we had talked about getting together. I wanted to see if you might have some time next week. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. you're being very intentional. And you've got to be bold on following up. And keeping in mind, and I, and this is so, uh, this just comes from personal experience. But when you attend some of these functions and everyone's having a little drink, okay, sometimes uh-huh. the celebrities or the 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 uh, the industry professionals that you're meeting, the agents, producers, whatever, if they've had a little in them, there's a tendency to overplay what what they they would be willing to do for you the next day you send that email they they're not as generous because they're sober today uh but so you know i hate you know (laughs) that's right so you got to start that relationship again the next day or whenever you're following up or whenever it is i know and you know and because there's gonna be a lot of ways that we network and i'm just talking about the events where where there there might be alcohol and i i just say it because uh, just it's just from my personal experience but um i can't believe this melody we've actually run out of time in this episode if you can believe it but guys i want to thank dr melody jackson right now thank Thank you, Melody. You have been so... My pleasure. It has just been a, a, a pleasure for us. And this has been The Actor's Guide.